0: Holy crap, Frank. Something happened this week from Google, you know it, that really disrupted the entire industry as a whole. It's never been done before. The first is time ever. It is not a watch. No, we already have watches. Oh, right. <laughs> something magical. Something amazing. Ooh, You need They've three uh, things. It's
1: got to be three things in one.
0: <laughs> mystical.
1: Great. You, you have me. What is it? I want it. Well,
0: let's just say it's a brand new. Uh, you may have never heard of something like this done before, but it's a brand new SDK for Android that focuses on three things. All right. Let me just describe these out. The All first right. thing, it's going right. to help developers build experiences with motion tracking built in, Oh. environmental understanding, Wow. and light estimation.
1: <laughs> that's pretty weak <laughs>
0: um,
1: wait so if i repeat that light estimation motion tracking environmental understanding are you getting it yet uh steve jobs reference
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yes google announced a brand new sdk uh, It was actually multiple sdks for multiple platforms called ar core because yeah. they wanted to have core in the name of their products now because we have you know oh my god know,
1: <laughs> Apple has core too like core just moves around it's like a virus but this is super exciting um, I think I was, I was uh, super thrilled with Apple and my awesome iPhone because we had this awesome new technology AR kit coming out and we could all take advantage of it but Google said no no the Android world can take advantage of it too and they released AR core for just yeah. a few phones but we'll get to that
0: <laughs> for just a few phones and I think what's interesting about this is that is that I think in the world of Android, we've been able to do AR type experiences for a long time, just like we talked about for Apple devices. We've been able to do AR devices. In fact, we've been talking about AR experiences and VR experiences on Merge Conflict for over a year now. This is like our eighth episode on it. I don't know why I we're not an AR show. Trigger
1: warnings, remember? It's so, a warning, everyone. Yes, we're gonna talk about augmented reality again, because we just can't avoid it. It's the year of augmented reality.
0: It really is. And I mean, uh, the the demos and samples that Google have are very intriguing. And I really think that in general, it's just an exciting time to be an AR type of developer. We've seen so much with the made with AR kit. Now we're going to see made with AR core, right? Oh,
1: God. <laughs> what hashtag. I think-
0: What I think is really intriguing, I must say, is for Xamarin developers, specifically me and you, is that now we're starting to see a beautiful kind of AR SDK for iOS and for Android. And there is kind of already some stuff with HoloLens for Windows, which means that we can abstract that into a common, beautiful (laughs) API. And they've already started to do that Yeah, with UrhoSharp. so we'll see.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to have a plugin. I was expecting a James Montemagno plugin out of this because, yeah, um, we'll get into it. But the APIs are very similar. Uh, I'm not even going to call copycat or anything on this. It's just this is what an AR system needs to do. And ARKit and ARCore do just about the same thing. And so, yeah, for us Xamarin developers who want to do cross-platform, it's super easy to just put an interface on top of these two things and have a cross-platform app. Um, yeah, that's super exciting because the alternative right now is you'd have to use a whole different engine and go shop around for one of those. Um, yeah. So it's nice to have it right out from Google. Now, one thing, just as a side thing, uh, I was surprised that Google released a library out of band, like not at Google I.O. or not with one of the major operating system upgrades. Is this common? Have I just been dumb and missed all this?
0: Well, you know, it's really interesting, which is that... How Google does things is they do whatever they want, right? So I think what they do is whenever... I I think here's what what happened, Frank, is that we... Remember how we did a whole special edition on WWDC, but there was a whole other conference called Google I.O. that we didn't talk about at all because nothing really happened there of excitement. I think they missed the boat. I think they wanted to have this there, and then they didn't, and then they're reactionary, right? Which is that... I'm sure this was in the works. It just probably wasn't ready yet. Mm -hmm. So...
1: You're not going to write a library like this in two months, no matter how much Project Tango you can tear apart and how much prior art you have. It's just it takes time to get an SDK together, get it tested and built and all that. So, yeah, who knows how long they've been working on this?
0: Yeah. And I think what's probably interesting to me is that, yeah, Google does for Android itself. They do a lot of work with the Android support libraries and Google Play services. And those are all out of band. They don't even care. Right. Okay. But I think I don't see too many original, original new stuff. I think with Project Cardboard and Project Cardboard with Cardboard uh, itself, which that one? That, that's the, <laughs> the VR.
1: That's, is it that's literally the cardboard thing or is it just a cute code name?
0: Uh, Cardboard is the piece of cardboard, but there was the Daydream VR SDK, but I guess that was even at Google I.O., you know, with Google, they got to release like the same thing 8 times before they figure out what they want to have. That's People why you will have like
1: one of those versions eventually one of them will stick, right?
0: Eventually one of them will stick. That's why we have Android Messenger, Hangouts, Allo, Duo, <laughs> um, you know, all these messaging technologies. Do they own? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so to me it's kind of like really interesting, but it seems like they took the best of what Apple is doing and at least have that and they really seem to be focusing what I'm noticing on is they're saying, hey, we have the tabletop stuff, but what we're noticing is the real world scale. That's what they're trying to like seem to be focusing on with this, which I think is more of this mixed hybrid reality of sorts that Microsoft has been trying to do for a long time with HoloLens. Okay. So I think, you know, Microsoft had the excitement, but did they lose the excitement? Like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say.
1: Actually, I go back to Photosynth. Um, I'm a big fan of Photosynth, Microsoft's old, uh, photo stitching technology. The cool thing there is you could build full landscapes out of it. And I remember, they used to do a lot of, um, telepresence tech demos with it, oh, like. Yeah kind of like blue screen or green screen kind of work and it would just put you wherever you want to be and you can actually use those, uh, that photo sense stitching stuff. It's not like a 3D model like we're all used to with uh, video games and such but you can create what feels like a, a separate world, you know, a different place. You can move yourself with VR and move yourself to a different place. So even with AR, it would make sense. Wow. So yeah, they they there's so much technology going around. uh Microsoft's been focused on the HoloLens, right? Which is awesome tech. Um, and they're what do they call it? Mixed reality. Yeah, mixed reality. Mixed. And they have all their OEMs making stuff. So they're they're all in on HoloLens. But it's I don't know. I, I still kind of prefer these ARKit, ARCore. Uh, systems to be honest just because they work on phones
0: that's the benefit i was going to say is that everyone is already carrying around a phone in their pocket so turning that into the experience is without any additional accessories that's the big win because cardboard never really took off vr y- yes vr is is great and it has its own thing but it's not at the scale right it's not at the scale of every single iphone is a is a vr device and even with ar core you know they have uh, they got two devices.
1: <laughs> okay good. let's talk about that real quick just but so we're not like going off the rails here um so what is it uh it works on two devices the pixel and the samsung s8 did i get that right
0: that is correct yes
1: yeah so the big difference between ARK and ARCore core is ARK kit's going to run on pretty much any device that runs ios 11 which means yeah. the bulk of all the modern models uh but at the same time ARCore core is in preview is that right so i'm hoping this is just the first batch and once they figure out how to optimize their algorithms or write more pixel shaders or whatever it takes then they'll get down into the s- slower older devices
0: yeah but again, so it's android so who knows <laughs> it's, it's hard to say yeah i mean they're definitely targeting they said they're going to target 100 million devices by the end of the preview so they're working with samsung huawei lg and asus which are the big you know oh, so what was
1: that goal? how many devices
0: 100 million devices oh
1: that's like purchase devices okay not purchase models. devices yeah not models <laughs> oh, that's no. a big test feature set oh
0: <laughs> my assumption is you know so this is this is interesting because i guess that ar kit is built on top of scene kit right at, at some level
1: uh no uh no? ar kit is the render independent so that's what's cool about, yeah, about it, it. Yeah. that's why we're able to use Urho. <laughs> thank you Urho sharp with it um
0: and this is built on top well, of OpenGL, like, right?
1: Well, the, the nice thing is we have scene kit to make creating 3D scenes easy on iOS. Uh, All it is is OpenGL is very awesome and cross-platform and cool, but it's not the prettiest thing to actually program and use every day. Pretty much everyone who uses OpenGL creates a higher level abstraction on top of it to make your life reasonable and sane. And that's all SceneKit is. And so ARKit on iOS integrates with SceneKit so that you can compose your augmented reality scenes easily. The problem with AR core is Android does not have Scene Kit and you're back down into deep down OpenGL world.
0: <laughs> Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. And that that's what I think there's this blog post that we're gonna like spend a lot of time on from Google, which is like their big announcement and videos for it. And what they're really trying to say is that we're working on getting all the different devices, and my assumption here is that there's probably something in NuGet specific and above that they're using because it has to be running NuGet. And then I'm assuming certain versions of OpenGL. And then ideally, based on the sensors that they're using, right? And I think that's the benefit of ARKit is that you know that every single iPhone basically has the sensors that it needs. So when we're talking about motion tracking, it has to have the IMU sensor data. So if these devices don't have it, it's not there. And I think that's where Android's been in a really terrible spot for a long time. We've had Project Tango, which we've talked about. We've talked about Daydream for VR. But you had to have Tango or Daydream certified devices. There hasn't been very many because it required all this other shenanigans. Uh
1: Yeah, you know. you're actually making me think of, do you remember Amazon made a phone that had a million cameras on it? So they fire, could phone. Do, you, fire phone. Thank you. Firephone. Is that what they called it? That's cute. fire hmm
0: Kind of want one now. Six, six cameras, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was saying before this, um, hardware makes all this just so much easier. If, if you have specific dedicated hardware, then the software doesn't have to be as magical. And honestly, I don't even know how Apple's doing half the stuff it's doing they have some amazing software running on there and i haven't run ar core but in general just think that these things are doing a lot of math to make up for the loss of hardware and it just it takes so many resources so 100 million devices now that like that that number has been ringing around in my head it's not quite so many is it because there's got to be so many android devices out there
0: Billions probably. Yeah. Billions.
1: That's what I was thinking.
0: Yeah. It's a lot. And I mean, I still think that's good though, because essentially now, if you think of the pixel as a one year old phone or an S eight as a mm-hmm. one year S eight as a one year old phone, top end. So you think anything built in the last year should support yeah. it. it. Better. So, <laughs> better, right? So I'm thinking like anything with this specific Snapdragon processor and you know, whatever is probably gonna run it. So I have a high sense that if you're building these types of applications they're not going to run very well on lower end, you know, $20 phones anyways. So it's better that they just don't even work. I will say that they better have something in the Android manifest that you can specify. So in the app store, oh, yeah. you know, you can say that it needs that or be opt in. But I think, you know, what's intriguing to me is that that they released this SDK for three different things. One for Java and OpenGL, you know, Android apps, Unity and Unreal all in the same day, which I think is cool
1: uh not just cool you, you smart and you have to do it um so great <laughs> great time to be a unity and unreal dev cuz you're getting all these features for free from Apple and Google um punching each other in in the ring with each other you know trying to come out on top or whatever but or at least keep up with each other and so yeah if you're programming your game in one of those you're just all set which makes me super jealous to be honest <laughs> like, Maybe all my apps should just be written in a game engine from now on, (laughs) and it just magically ports around to the Xbox
0: or something like that. That's true. Um,
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, now there'll be explosions in all my circuit editors, just for fun.
0: (laughs) Why not? Like, whenever you delete a file, there's just, like, magical explosions that happen on the screen.
1: Did you see that, um, uh, the PCALC author, PCALC is a famous, uh, Mac and iOS calculator. It's your simple... Calculator app, but he did an augmented reality version of it.
0: Do you press the buttons in?
1: No, you can't do that. It doesn't have the human interaction part very well. But you can just flood your apartment full of calculators.
0: Who doesn't want that? That's exactly what I want in life.
1: I wonder if he'll port it to Android. No, no. (laughs) never.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm really. I mean, when I think about AR, you know, my biggest struggle. And I know I want to get into the the actual capabilities uh, of the SDK and the API, but I think what's intriguing to me is that we. I started to look at the sample because, like I said, Xamarin um, John Dick already you know bound this, put out a NuGet package and animals. samples. Yeah, he is a beast. He he literally told me yesterday as we were tweeting this. You tweeted you tweeted about ARCore, and then literally uh-huh. I'm just like I'm like who's doing the binding? Who's got the binding? And he's like that was my Tuesday, you know, and he's like this This is all I did. Um, But to be honest, um, it's pretty amazing that we did this. And a few people in the community started doing it too, but we already did it. Don't worry about it. And I started looking through the API and it's still, and and you got to tell me, Mm. I think we've talked about it in the past. You still got to know math. Is that correct? Like, (laughs) like, even Apple, even Apple, you still got to know math or no?
1: Um math? No. What you do need to do is be able to hold a 3D world in your head and think about a 3D coordinate system. So you do need to have a 3D coordinate system in your head. You need to label X, Y, and Z. You need to be able to move objects around in it and think about relative positions and all that uh multiple things going on here first shout out to john dick because um yeah this was a really fast binding oh my god you guys freaked me out i was so excited when this was when i first caught the tweet which was actually four hours after the real announcement i was like oh this is like the best day ever and a new library coming out and then to see you just jump on board i'm like ah there goes the samurai monkeys (laughs) let's see what they go to (laughs) okay but um um you need to know OpenGL to use AR Core, or you use Unity, or you use Unreal. But if you're not using those, you need to op- use OpenGL, and for that, you need to know OpenGL. And it's not so much about math, but it's such a large library. So not only do you have to keep the 3D world in your head, but you have to learn about textures, and shaders, and renderers, and all that junk that SceneKit removes removed. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, Well, I, I do want to talk a little bit about what I need to know specifically around that because I want to dive a little bit into the code. But let's first take a, a quick break here and thank our amazing sponsor this week. When I use their stuff, I don't have to think about anything because I download a NuGet package and I just drag and drop into control. And we're talking about our good friends over at Syncfusion. You know Syncfusion. You love Syncfusion. I love Syncfusion. Frank loves Syncfusion. Let's be honest, Frank. You love them.
1: I love anyone who does my work for me. So yes, I love Syncfusion.
0: <laughs> it's like when you get one of those beautiful SDKs and have everything built in for you. And if you're a ASP.NET developer, if you're a WPF developer, WinForms developer, a Xamarin developer, a JavaScript developer, you name it, they have beautiful charts, controls, um, calendar controls, you name it. I mean, they have everything you absolutely need for any of your applications. In fact, I'm just looking right now at the the brand new control suite of the essential studios for xamarin i mean they have charts data grids schedules calendars kanban boards they have a whole kanban board frank (laughs) a whole kanban board as a control (laughs) as a control uh digital gauge linear gauge busy indicators range selectors carousels calculators pickers you name it they have and if you're doing pdf word excel they have previewers readers and you can even create and generate word and excel um, documents right from your mobile device. It's bananas. So you're saying, wow, James, this is amazing. How do I get it? It must cost a bajillion dollars. False. It's free. It's free uh, for if you're uh, uh, um, for your personal projects or if you're a small startup, things like that. It's completely free. There's a community license. You get access to 800 plus components and controls from SyncFusion by going to syncfusioncom merge conflict. Then you're saying, well, what if I hit it big and I create the next? amazing augmented reality application and I start making billions of dollars well they just have a flat rate fee that starts at three three thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars so if you're making a million billion dollars you can afford to pay them a few thousand dollars but if you're just getting started for free community license and that community license you can use for-profit applications if you're shipping an app as long as you're making under their million dollars a year type thing just like the visual studio community license you fit right in there so go to syncfusion.com slash merge conflict to learn more frank and as i'm reading through the actual ar core docs i you know you talked about it a little bit right i'm looking literally at this hello world and i'm seeing i'm seeing quad (laughs) vertices text (laughs) ports, text ports transformed (sighs) float buffers and i'm seeing text parameters and material properties blend modes Mm -hmm. i'm a little scared vertex shaders uh shaders (laughs) i don't (laughs)
1: yeah. <laughs> Okay, so everything that you're seeing is what we call OpenGL code. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's it's low-level, let's be honest. It's it's for programming GPUs and making them render stuff. So the most fundamental thing is the triangle. From the triangle, you have the quad, which is just two triangles. Um, but you need a place to put the triangles. That's your render buffer, so you got to put that there. Um, then you need, maybe you're displaying it, so now you need a frame buffer that's also a render buffer. Uh, you got to deal with input you've got to deal with materials, which are their ways of calling uh, textures. So you have textures everywhere. You got to load those. It's a lot of work, to be honest. Um, I personally wouldn't do it. I would wait until something like uh, Erho Sharp is bound to ARCore, to be thoroughly honest. You don't want to write this kind of code. I do it because I'm a maniac and I've been running it forever, but you don't want to.
0: Yeah, it really looks like, to be honest with you, I'm kind of looking through this main activity code. It's actually not that bad, right? I mean, no. when I, if you've done any game development before right. or mess around with Erho Sharp or Mono Game, or I, I used to write C++ engines, right? So I see an on-surface created, so my surface has been created, and then I see an on-draw frame, right? which is very similar to me as far as doing system drawing, right? Like every single frame, this is what's going to get drawn and I'm going to update, and I'm seeing here that I have hit test to see if anything was tapped and what plane was tapped and then what do I want to do? And then I draw my background and I just start drawing stuff, right? So I'm thinking like my game levels are different activities and I'm drawing planes and interacting with it and I have a huge try catch loop.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what a lot of people do is they'll take an example like this Hello World, find that one important draw call, because basically everything else is boilerplate. Like, you're just going to need to run that code anyway. Find that one draw call, call, make it abstract, and now make that uh, activity abstract, and now you can just... Um, Derive from this activity anywhere where you need AR. So you build yourself like a little augmented reality activity, is what I would suggest if you're not going to go to Urho er- er- way. And that'll take care of all this boilerplate, just throw it off to the side. And then you can focus on just the OpenGL calls that it takes to draw your objects. Like, um, what's the common one? We, we put like a lamp on the table, right? So you just have a lamp object and you'd load all its vertices, load all its textures, and then emit the OpenGL calls for that.
0: Yeah. And what I'm actually seeing here is once you get past that setting up your scene, it really seems like AR Core is very similar to AR Kit, which I'm looking at there's I'm looking at the documentation, which the documentation is really great. I'm very impressed. Um, and I'm looking at the anchor, there's anchor, frame, plane, and light estimate. I'm assuming there's a few other ones in there, but anchor really just seems like it describes this fixed location in orientation to the real world. So if I'm putting down an Android Andy robot and I say transform to point like get the pose of this anchor and i'm going to transform it and and say this pose is the new numer- it says it's a numerical location of the anchor so i'm saying i'm going to anchor this thing to this point in the world and then i guess you would update your model based on that new location so then essentially ar core is going to do the mathematics behind it based on when the camera and the sensors are updating so you always have a position uh for that object is is that correct is this anchor basically yep. mhm
1: Yeah, um, what you're actually seeing is the multiple levels it takes to achieve what they're doing. Um, So when it's looking through the camera, it's trying to identify remarkable remarkable spots in the world. They call these uh, feature points or tracking points, just something that they think won't change much between frames. So like the corner of a bookshelf, the corner of a table, um, just real, real remarkable points that are kind of easy to find. And so what it does is it finds as many of those in the scene as it can. And those are, I forget what this API calls them. Um, It would be like the point cloud is what ARKit often calls it. It's also called
0: point cloud.
1: (laughs) What a convergence of great ideas.
0: (laughs) It, it, It contains a set of observed 3D points and confidence values.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's trying to find good ones. Sometimes it can't always. That's why it has the confidence part to it. Now from those, when it's tracking those, it can start to figure out planes. Those those are the kind of the second level of abstraction here. And the plane is good because this is things that like a real object you can dock your stuff to. I can put the lamp on a plane and that plane is built up from that point cloud, et cetera, et cetera. They feed back into each other. And I I remember when we were uh, first looking into this API, the very first thing I wanted to know was, does it support vertical planes? Because ARKit does not. And uh, I couldn't find it, but you found it. Mm-hmm. I did. what was the result?
0: <laughs> well, so what's interesting here in the documentation, so I'm going to read what ARCore says, right? So remember when I said that they are invunder- environmental understanding. It says, it's common for AR objects to be placed on a floor or a table. ARCore can detect horizontal surfaces using the same feature points it uses for motion tracking. However, in the documentation, there is a plane type. That plane type in an air air kit has one one right yes. it's horizontal horizontal nothing else there's three enums inside of this plane type which Uh-oh. is three different planes I'm three planes horizontal downward facing that is a ceiling
1: Ooh, ceilings good good
0: horizontal upward facing that is a floor or a tabletop obviously Ooh. <laughs> and then the third one the most important one frank <laughs> non-horizontal
1: oh god what does it mean <laughs>
0: It is, it means, and I quote, oh. and I quote the documentation, a non-horizontal plane.
1: Oh, God. Okay. So, 50-50 on whether it can detect vertical planes. <laughs>
0: i mean if it's <laughs> if it, cool. that, i mean that's gonna give you at least you know that it's not the ceiling i guess so
1: i guess yeah and to be honest i'm not sure if i've got an ar kit to track the ceiling yet now you're gonna make me test that out um so definitely floors ceilings excellent um the ceiling i kind of wanted so i could do like a star map on the ceiling like mm. just do some trippy things that'd be cool but we really want walls <laughs> and we <laughs> want walls so that we can paste things to them you know virtual screens windows things like that they just should be on walls um so i'm really curious to find out what this other <laughs> is uh maybe i have to go and buy a pixel now do you own a pixel
0: i don't own a pixel that's the thing so remember my here's the here's the dilemma in the android device world is that there's so many of them right and I'm waiting really for the Pixel 2, so I don't really want to buy a Pixel 1, but it will be really cheap really soon to buy a Pixel 1 um, in general. They I drop think so. in
1: price when the next comes out?
0: Yeah, they do. They drop in price. It's not Ooh. like an iPhone. so
1: <laughs> I can't wait to get it 1, 2 now.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, at least you will know that, hey, like if the Pixel 2 comes out in, let's say, October, November, that, but I want the Essential phone, which won't work with this yet, so I'll probably have to buy a Pixel oh, boy. at some yeah. point, yeah, just to get it.
1: Right. So, uh, we were at planes. Uh, so we had feature points, uh, which built up the planes. Uh, as James is saying in the documentation, if you track those feature points and pay attention to what the accelerometer, magnometer, gyroscope, all those things are telling you, that's how you do your tracking in the real world. That's how it's able to position you in the real world. Once you have all that, um, the planes, the planes, uh, need a place in the world and that's called their anchor point. And that's where you can start creating more and more anchor points. So you have feature points. They make you planes. You can place a plane using an anchor point. That's basically all the terminology you have to deal with.
0: Yeah, I like this. I just linked to you the... I love these Google Docs. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, boy, I'm you're it.
1: excited. We're, we're on a Docs back.
0: kick. <laughs> I'm on a – like because so, like, literally, like, it, there's – it's so good. Literally everything that we're talking about are in these Docs, which is so good. I love – they have these little hand-drawn little animations of what things are. are very
1: cute pictures. I That's like their current cute. artistic style. <laughs> yes.
0: So, anyways, I digress. But so, <laughs> how are – now that you've kind of seen this in action and you've seen the anchoring, you've seen the planes – do you and you've actually messed around with ARKit often. In fact, you demoed it at the user group. I mean, mm-hmm. how similar or how different are they? Do you think they're similar enough that like it's gonna be in Urho Sharp next week, basically?
1: Uh yeah. I mean just <laughs> from first impressions. Yeah, they they look pretty identical. I'll I'll be honest, Google's just from their demo shots looks like it's doing better than iOS, but they're just demo shots. You don't know what's really going on, so I won't know until it's actually on my phone. But from an API standpoint, these two are just drop-in replacements. That's the exciting part. And from a functionality side, it looks like it too, with maybe some improvements from Google. Uh, Specifically, what I'm looking for is, um, I was talking about the planes. Planes are, they're not oriented or anything like that. They're not like a tabletop. They can represent the flatness at the top of the tabletop, but they don't have the boundaries. They don't have the corners the edges. They don't have any of that. Um, so what you really want is a bounded plane. And just looking through the Google Docs, it almost looks like they give you some of that. And so I'm a little jealous. I, I, I'm curious if it's just in the demo shots or if it's for real. realsies giving you good boundaries.
0: Yeah, it seems like what Google wants to do is what I'm seeing is, I mean, Apple really focus on what they have today, which I appreciate. Like, this is what you have today. And what Google seems to tease is this is where we think it's going. And in fact, literally in this blog post, they say that they are imagining VR or AR going way beyond tabletop. And what's really interesting here, I have to put out there in the world, and I'm going to quote this, is that they believe that the web browser is a key fundamental part of AR. So they're actually going to be releasing an AR enhanced custom browser that will work with both ARKit and ARCore.
1: (laughs) Wow. Okay. So I've been following the web VR world a little bit. And they're doing some good stuff. Um, they're trying to make some standards and things like that. So I'm wondering if they're going to leverage off of WebVR at all to make like a WebAR kind of system. Yeah. Um, but in general, I would say, yeah, this is just the Google tax. This is the tax of working at Google. Everything has to eventually make it to the browser because that's where they make all their money. Um, I'm not sure if I would read into that like any higher minded concept other than this is how their business operates, to be <laughs> thoroughly honest. <That's> um <laughs> AR I mean the web runs everywhere the web should support everything that's our baseline kind of app platform at, in in the world today But AR is so obviously tied to mobile devices. (laughs) Like, it's great that you can get this running in a web view, but you're going to want to run your game like full, full power running native on the device. Yeah. Performance reasons.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And what I'm intrigued about, too, is that they, you know, when we talk about kind of what Apple developers have with. Scene kit, for instance, putting things together, and they have kind of this beautiful, you know, um, API. I think now at least Android developers are getting a little bit closer to it. I don't know if we necessarily have all the tools, but it seems like what Google wants to do is kind of blend some worlds. I guess they built these two things called blocks and tilt brush, which are essentially uh, ways to create 3D content. And what they're doing is they're making it, it was kind of, I guess, originally for VR, but they're making it really easy to import those into um, AR Core at least, and hopefully. Ideally, into AR Kit because it's really important to be cross platform because AR Core today, right? It actually is out for those, you know, for Android, for Android on Unity and on Real Engines. And there is a web preview too that you can get your hands on. But it seems like kind of bridging the gap, like where they had Cardboard and they could potentially have other, you know, um, cross platform APIs. I think that's where Xamarin developers get this benefit, like you said, of Erho Sharp tying these things together. It would just be really nice to have a definitive way of us agreeing on like this is how you do it but i think at least i feel better as an android developer because i will say i've been super jelly about <laughs> ar kit and being like great this is stuff that i'm never going to be able to do because android right and i think at least now um, i feel better
1: i i can't wait to see your new youtube channel made with ar core it's gonna be awesome you're gonna have tons of like bike and coffee ar things um there's gonna be coffee mugs floating around the world we're not gonna know where they came from except james spamming us i don't
0: know (laughs) it's all you need really
1: um i think you'll find out what happened to me too though it's like at first you have so many ideas And then you start to think they're all terrible and now you have zero ideas. <laughs> but, um, I, I'm, I'm excited for iOS 11 to come out because one of two things is going to happen. Either the world's going to be flooded with these ar apps which i'm kind of hoping for but there's just going to be a million of them and you're not going to know which one to download and it's just going to be all hearsay and asking on twitter but whatever i'm excited for that what i'm worried about is that everyone got to the demo stage but never figured out how to turn their apps into apps you know that last 10 percent that takes forever yeah. and i i I'm excited to find out which path happened. (laughs) Did people actually manage to write apps or did the demos just stay demos? Uh, And then the same thing will happen for ARCore, right? Um, Once this thing is allowed out, which did we talk about that? Like, can I ship an app with that today? Uh,
0: It's an an early preview. And I'm assuming that you could essentially, they won't stop you. No, because it's totally compatible with those two devices. So Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, I guess Android will stay the uh, demo ground, right? Because everyone's going to see it's so much easier to get things approved there quickly. We'll see if anything pops up in the next week. Can yeah, you beat Apple to it? <laughs> that's true.
0: That's true. Can you, can you start developing? And if so, you know, because there are like we talked about a Daydream and Tango applications for VR and AR, and we didn't talk too much about Tango, but we talked about it previously. It's like Tango's been in development for three plus years, and I'm assuming this is the evolution of what Tango will become where you don't need Tango hardware for this the, the simplified tango experience in a way and i like that they put ar in the name which is very smart so i'm shocked that they don't have vr core and ar core this is the new thing that everyone's got to have core in their name but you know you're right about this this demo say so we talk a lot about ar and we talk a lot about things but actually to be honest if you're building an application most likely your entire application is even a video game is not going to be a hundred percent ar in fact it should be more complimentary this is my feeling at least i could be wrong and you could say james you're an idiot but i think that if i look at pokemon go right the the ar aspects aspects of it were very minimal if i'm doing a home designer or a wall decor type application that's not going to be the entire application because i don't want to stay in ar mode and drain the battery the entire time of using this application so i'm hoping that what we'll see at least with android developers is that they already have applications and you start to see ar experiences pop into them right i'm in zillow i'm in i'm in zillow or i'm in redfin right this is a great example is they already have these 3d tours but what if i could just ar that immediately and i could walk the house in augmented reality i want to do that frank i want to do it
1: yeah um i i'm even lame i want like Virtual shopping too, you know. I I was um, talking about it. You know, I want to see what a new couch would look like in my living room. I want to, you know, maybe have a virtual closet. <laughs> where I can, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a store that would actually uh, lower themselves to having a virtual closet, and I couldn't think of one very quickly. Well, imagine- who, who would do it? Who's going to be the first clothier to have a virtual store?
0: I don't know, someone like like Nordstrom's or something like that, you know? Mm, mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I'm thinking okay. is like California closets, right? You know, the California closets come, they redesign your closet to make it amazing. But imagine oh, yeah. like, <laughs> you, you just hold it up in front of your closet and you tap through and they can, <laughs> they know the dimensions of your closet and they redo the entire closet Picture. with drawers. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I'm excited about, like I continue after a year, Frank, to be excited about AR and I feel as though, <laughs> Maybe Pokemon and Nintendo and Niantic are the reason that we're so excited about it because they sparked it, Frank. They sparked the the me- the mainstream AR experiences, and we all can be dancing around um, with um, with all of our favorite artists as we turn into 3D um, amazing live AR video experiences. That's the new thing, I think. Take on me, Aha! Uh-huh. That's how we're. Gonna I,
1: I do. like. Yeah. Yeah. One thing to keep in mind is we, we aren't quite in the future yet. So we have machine learning APIs. We have AR APIs. Um, but it's very easy to get very fanciful fanciful with our app ideas. And some things still aren't possible. So just prepare yourself for the crushing defeat you'll feel when the <laughs> AR core or AR kit doesn't quite work as well as you want it to, to accomplish your one task. Take a deep breath. Think maybe next
0: year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, anything else you want to cover on our on our 18th episode of Augmented Reality, Frank?
1: No, I think we should just thank the listeners for going along with us on this crazy journey of AR.
0: <laughs> yes, we promise at least three or four episodes where we don't mention AR uh, in some fashion. A year. <laughs> in a year. Yeah, whatever. That's not going to happen. All right. Well, you know, you can find the show each and every week at MergeConflict.fm. You can write into the show and tell us that how much you love augmented reality by hitting the contact button right on the website. But if you can, of course, reach out to us anytime on Twitter, I'm at James Montemagno. Frank is at Proclarum and the show is at Merge Conflict FM on Twitter. Thanks again to our amazing sponsor this week, SyncFusion. And of course, you can learn about all their awesome controls by going to SyncFusion.com slash MergeConflict. And until next week, I am James Montemagno.
1: And I'm Frank Kruger. Thanks for listening.